This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. You know, a, a lot of research has been published historically, and the research has focused more on does nature improve human health? And research is now shifting to trying to understand. It's now a given. It, it clearly does. More exposure to nature in any way has been associated with improvements uh, in, in patients who have cancer and cardiovascular disease, healing from surgeries, your mental well-being. There's a whole host of studies. Um, and now the focus is trying to understand what is it about nature? How does it do it? Is it, is it sunlight? Is it is it some of the you know, chemicals produced by the plant, is it just the, the visual cues that make you calm and relaxed? Um, to experience this, do you, do you think people need to just spend more time vacationing in, in rural areas, or do you think they need to live in a rural area and make that their primary residence and return to nature? That's a good I think, you know, the more you can get, the better. <laughs> I'm always an advocate for people to get more, 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 more time in nature. Uh, it's kind of hard to define a threshold, how many days you need to spend to get to reap the benefit. I can tell you a little bit more about my experience on the farm in Saskatchewan. I was there for a week, I was intending to buy the property. Uh, I felt different. I, the moment I uh, stepped out of the car and seeing this boundless farm uh, in Saskatchewan, that's so, the, the, the landscape is very flat there, so you can pretty much see everything miles away. They have a saying, they're saying, oh, if your dog run away, you can, you don't, don't harm because even a couple days you can still see him because the land is so flat. Um, but you know, like the, the time I spent there was extremely healing. It's it just something really different. You know, I wish, I wish I know the answer to it as well, but there's something different about standing up dirt road you know, stand farm versus standing uh, on on the concrete sidewalk. Um, you know, being able to hear the wind, being able to feel the air, that is that's just really different. Uh, I wish I know the answer, but. Uh... All right, it's an essential recharge for many people. Many successful executives uh, get away by being on a boat in the middle of the sea or, yeah. or going away in a cabin. There's a funny. Uh, episode in Silicon Valley, I forget which season it is, there's a major deal happening and you know the, the founder of the company doesn't want to be disturbed because he's in the middle of a, a nature detox. <laughs> and a funny anecdote, my old co-founder, he would, uh, and he's my, my best friend too, his name is Jack Smith, it's impossible to search because it's such a common name, <laughs> but Jack Smith, uh, he would book a flight all the way to Indonesia, go to Bali. And he would fly all the way to Bali. And of course, there's no direct flight from San Francisco to Bali. So he would have to stop somewhere else, maybe Singapore, and then from Singapore, go to Bali. When you get to Bali, it's not like you're there. Then you have to take this, you know, you, you've, got to, you've got to basically find transport and get to the most rural of all areas. And it's like a pilgrimage for him. He, he used to do this like at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. And I, I went with him once and I was just surprised. Like he'd go through this effort and then you end up in the middle of nowhere and you can't hear a sound and you're in this like silent nature retreat. 
And I just thought to myself, wow, uh, people have to go to this level. And for many people, it's a ritual. It's like a, a pilgrimage is a religious term I use, but it's a ritual they have because this is their way of detoxing. Every year, executives like to go on a retreat and let their hair down and just unwind into nature and recharge, right? The word recharge is always associated with things like this. So Jack would go and he would recharge this way and he would read books. Um, and I think now he's trying to buy a plot of land somewhere. He lives in Hawaii now. He's trying to buy a plot of land and, uh, you know, wants to build a, wants to make land more accessible to others and, and have retreats. And so many tech executives I know who have gone through burnout want to go back to nature. There's funny anecdotes I heard when I was a student of Goldman Sachs bankers quit and set up a flower shop. <laughs> you know, they, they, they go from what you think is the definition of success to something you would laugh at. Like, really? But this is what people want. It's like they discover the truth. Absolutely. I mean, I also, I work for city. I also know bankers who quit and start a coffee shop. So I'm familiar with, with the phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um, it, it's very much a trend, right? Like a lot of people are recharging in nature. But what's really interesting about rural properties is that it's not exclusive to with a lot of means, right? Um, it, in comparison to urban properties, they're much more affordable. You can be a middle-class family uh, and you can still own a large house with a land in Montana. We have lots of properties like that and you can still live your dream. So I think what's, what the lessons that I'm taking from, you know, all the successful people around me who eventually quit their job and doing something simple is that maybe you don't do first achieve the conventional definition of success. Maybe you don't need to go now and start it today. <laughs> I'm going to butcher the story, but I'm sure the story's already changed numerous times, but there's this, oh, sort of a mythology type of story, but there, I'm gonna just make it up and try to get to the, you know, the, the, the core of what the story is trying to say. There's like this guy who's out fishing and he's going out for fun and he's very successful, rich tech executive. And he's talking to this other fisherman and he's like, hey, let, let's go out together. And this fisherman guy, this is all he does, right? He just fishes all day. And the rich tech execs here just to do his little bit of fun fishing before he gets back to work. He's talking to this other fisherman and the other fisherman, uh, you know, catches a lot of fishes and teaches him some techniques. And he says, hey, well, you know, you've discovered a really good way to catch more fish. Why, why don't you like scale this? Why, why, why don't you go and, and sell these fishes? And he goes, well, why? Well, you know, you can sell this, you can, you, can, you can make a lot of money, there's a shortage of fishes in this area, and you've discovered this really proprietary way, and you know, maybe you should hire more people and do all of this, and he goes, but why? Well, so you can have a business, you can make a lot of money, you can, you can, you know, why wouldn't you? He goes, okay, but what would I do next? Well, then you can scale that up even more, you can start acquiring other fish farms, and you can become one of the biggest leaders in, in the fish industry, and you know, you, you can scale this thing internationally. He goes, why? Well, you know, so one day you can, you can, you can make a lot of money and you can relax. And he goes, relax and do what? Well, you can go fishing. He goes, well, that's what I'm doing now. I, I, I don't need to go through this hamster wheel that society, that, what's it called, the rat race, I think is the term they use. Yeah, I don't have to go race. through that um, to find happiness. And this is a powerful story because um, back when I was a, a teenager, I was in search for mentors. I always believe it's important to find mentors at every stage of your journey. And I was uh, talking to someone and they were, you know, I was like, I was telling them like, you know, it must be great to be successful, to, to have that, you know, that Ferrari in your driveway. He goes, yeah, but often you have the Ferrari, but you have no time to drive it, right? You have a 
You have a house, but you don't have a home. You have people, but you don't have friends and family. You have women or guys or whatever, but you don't have love. And this is this is something that stuck with me and made me realize like we defer happiness. Human beings, we like to defer our happiness for the future. And of course, deferring happiness sometimes correlates with making a lot of money long term because you know you're willing to sacrifice, you're willing to cut your expenditure. I'm a big advocate for that, right? But there's a point where you defer your happiness so one day you can live success. Well, I hate to break it to you, that one day may never come. And I don't mean that one day may never come because you'll be a failure. I, I'm wildly, I'm 100% confident that if someone believes they'll achieve something, they will believe it. What if you die in the progress? What, what if something happens to you? What if, what if you end up with this, all the money in the world, but you can't enjoy it because your health is no longer there? There is something about being able to enjoy the current, the present moment. And I think that that is something that is happening in our society. There is more of an awakening. And perhaps that's why people are, are going to rural areas, they're going all the way, two, three hours sometimes from a major urban area to spend their weekend there, or to work from there, or eventually to buy a farm and live there. We're, we're at a burnout, I'd say, in, in the Western society. I don't think this applies to the Eastern as much, because um, it's ingrained in culture, but perhaps the Western. What, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I think the of our society is shifting. Uh, COVID awaken the part of our humans that's more primal than just chasing recognition and money, right? We suddenly realized that, you know, you can be super rich, you can have a Ferrari, but during lockdown, you still cannot do anything. We're really vulnerable uh, in face of crisis. Uh, and so it really forces us to confront a lot of things, maybe for people, you know, health issues and loss of families, but it it us some of the fundamental issues about being a human and, the, and, and really ask the hard question about what do I want and what am I chasing? How do I be content, right? So I think that's, like you said, it's what's fueling uh, the re great resonation. Like people, after they consider this very, like, that's not really what I'm chasing after. I don't need a, a, a 200K bonus anymore, right? I'm and them. What am I gonna just go go Bali and for two weeks? Like, wait, I can do that for a week. Uh, so that is definitely the thing. You know, I'm from China, so I'm I'm familiar with the ethic that's associated with the, uh, you know, with the East culture. Um, and you know, easy is that. Uh, I think eventually, I think China and countries like Japan, Japan is probably already there. Korea, India are face the same thing, right? It's just because right now, the, yeah, right now, I'm a very aggressive. People are very much like seeing that the incentive is greater, right? But you are already seeing this uh, dissatisfaction seeding in, um, in in the Chinese tech workers. Uh, talking about, uh, you know, uh, there's a I think it's called Nine? Uh, nine? I forgot the exact number, but it's basically how to be all, all the time. And what people, you know, after work, they're just scrolling through social media mindlessly because that's their only way of escaping. We all do that when we're super stressed. Um, I think it will catch up with Eastern society. It's probably maybe 10 years later. Um, but I think what's really fortunate about the white is that the environment is great, right? Right now, there's plenty of land. That's amazing scenery. That's got amazing air soil and water that you can enjoy. Um, but unfortunately, I can't really say the same now, you know, due to the that comes as a 
this acknowledgement. Um, so I think to a long-winded way of answering your question, why are these billionaires buying more land? They're not making more of these. These are super, uh, super liberalizing it. They are gradually not making more of these and climate change and in just in such a short fly uh, is going to catch on very quickly.